Okay, let's try this again, shall we? <laughs> I just went to play the opening and it didn't play. So, that's my bad. Now it should work. Well, let's see now. Oh, wait a minute. Just a moment. Set some light on the subject, and what the hell is that? Outside my front, outside my building, some idiot playing crap rap. Unbelievable! I didn't have to put up with that shit in my old address. Now I got to deal with it where I'm at. All right. Here we go. Another fun-filled night in the land of insanity called New York. So, let me bring you guys a little up to speed on something that happened to me earlier today. Okay? I had to go for a uh, ultrasound of my abdomen because of the, the possibility of having to go for gallbladder surgery. Okay? I get up early. I don't have anything for six hours, you know, the, the, the fasting thing. I do all that. Suck down my medication with a glass of water because that's all I was allowed to have. Right? <laughs> and then I had insult to injury. I get... All the way over there. I'm wearing a mask when I walk in. But because the imaging center is part of the hospital, it's not good enough. I have to, their rules say you have to wear one of our masks. I stood there and I looked at this girl and I said, excuse me, miss, did you just say 
I have to take the mask I'm wearing off my face, placing you at risk, and then put on one of those paper masks. And she very sheepishly said, yes, sir. I said, this is A number one fucking retarded. And I said it just like that. I did not give a shit. All right. I I I was like, look. You can sit there and you can tell me spout these rules to me, but you're actually going to enforce this? And she shoved the paper mask right in, right in my hand and said, yes, I am. Can you believe that shit? I said, okay, fine, whatever. So I go in, I sign in and all that stuff, get all the preliminary crap out of the way. And I went on Facebook, you know, and kind of told in brief about it. I didn't go into detail because the minute I went on Facebook Live on my my regular account, just my just my regular account, not on Firefox News Online, IBN, or my journalist page, just my regular page, the technician comes out. So I had to stop abruptly. That's for anyone that was watching me on, on Facebook Live at that point on the first video uh, from the Imaging Center. That's what I had to do. Well, guess what, folks? It gets even crazier. <laughs> the young lady looks at me and says, Mr. Sinzer, um, I'm sorry, but um, well, See, you already had an ultrasound done, and it looks like they're suggesting you get an MRI. My jaw dropped to the floor when she said MRI. Because the last time I went into an MRI machine, for some odd reason, I don't know how or why this happened, but I had a claustrophobic moment. And I told them, get me the, get me the fuck out of this machine. Get me, get me out of here. They put that thing on your face, and, it, and it, I felt like I couldn't breathe. I never had that happen before. So I have to do the open MRIs. But that's not even half the problem. Okay? To find out that they're suggesting I have an MRI. And I didn't see that in my discharge paperwork. And when I got home here, I did look in my discharge paperwork. It's not there. Which really pissed me off to no end. So I'm there and I'm being told, not only do I do they feel I do not need a second MR, you know, uh, ultrasound of my abdomen done, but they then tell me, and this is where I get the, I, I, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, Obamacare is fucking me again. Obamacare is fucking me again. What happens? 
I end up going down the rabbit hole and asking the dumb question, so what am I supposed to do? And the young lady said, well, there's no point in doing the ultrasound, plus I don't think your insurance is going to cover it. Gasp. Would you care to? <laughs> uh, say that again? I just looked at her like I had, like she had two freaking heads. I couldn't believe my fucking ears. First, I'd get told, after going through all that bullshit, I get told, you know, with the mask and everything, I get told that I don't need the ultrasound and, and that my insurance probably wouldn't pay for it anyway. Holy fuck. Now check this out, folks. I've got WellCare, Medicare, and Medicaid. How the fuck is my insurance not going to cover that? Now tomorrow I'm going to have to call that doctor's office and say, hey, doc, I'm canceling the appointment. Being as I couldn't, they, they wouldn't, I couldn't get the ultrasound. Redundancy, oh, and my insurance wouldn't cover it anyway, according to them. So there's no point in doing this appointment, which means if my gallbladder goes toxic, well, you know what can happen from there, I'm sure. Welcome to the wonderful world of Stupid. Seriously, welcome to the wonderful world of stupid. How the fuck am I supposed to take care of my health if they're going to tell me that kind of shit? Absolutely insane. Now, uh, we've got Mike from Louisiana joining me on the phone lines at 347-945-5747. Also joining me, on, he's on the phone line with me right now. He's in the chat room on Mixler, along with Gunslinger on, in the chat room on Mixler, watching by way of Periscope.tv. I've got Cherokee Rose hanging out with me. And I do believe, uh, sorry for the audio. Okay, and shut up. (laughs) I should have muted that damn thing before I started, but oh well. I also got Gene hanging out there. Did have Denton County hanging out with me for a little bit on Periscope as well, so I uh, want to acknowledge Denton County and uh, stuff. So, yeah, this, that, that was the highlight of my day. I got home here. My stomach started going... 
I expected, I have expected my stomach to speak with its own voice through the belly button saying, feed me, Sinzer. <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> I expected that, but didn't happen. And then the fucking lunatic across the hall from me starts her screaming at the voices in her head. And I had to call the cops. Which didn't do much good. Because she didn't meet the criteria again. I give up. The the question for Wednesday's broadcast is, did you experience a hump day or a humped day? Hump day, meaning a good day, or humped day, meaning a lousy day? Mine was kind of straddling the fence. With my luck, I probably would end up with splinters in my backside. How you doing, Mike? Well, and with your ample backside, that's a lot of splinters. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Watch that stuff. You've never seen my fat ass. So there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean. The only, there have only been two people in my life that have ever seen my fat, no, three. Three people in my life that have actually seen my fat ass. My mother, when I was born. My grandmother, when, when she when she accidentally opened the bathroom door and realized I was in the shower. And slammed the door fast, apologizing profusely. Of course, I was a little kid at the time, so, you know, not too little, but little enough. And then, of course, my ex-wife. So, dude, <laughs> I do not have that fat of a fat ass. I may say I have a fat ass, but I do not have that fat of a fat ass. Because if my if my fat ass were that fat of a fat ass, I'd be fucked. And like and like uh, Ron White uh, says, yeah. And like Ron White says, your wife is required by law to see your. Well, who said this? Ron White, the comedian. Well, Ron White has he has a point though. <laughs> I don't know if it's actually legally a point, but I think he's got a point. <laughs> mm. Well. One of the you, one of the stark you, realities, though, Mike, is that that on a day like today, you have to sit back and say, "Ah, fuck it." <laughs> yeah, I you know it seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah, I mean, you you were only following what your doctor said. Your doctor set up the appointment for the ultrasound, and. You you were being a dutiful patient and, you know, going to the place and, you know, fasting, doing the fasting bit, and and you were expecting to have your ultrasound, you know. So it's not your fault that they that the hospital screwed up, 
You know, it's not your doctor's fault that the that that particular yeah, but, hospital. But it wasn't the, it wasn't the hospital necessarily. See, the imaging center is across the street from the hospital, but yep. it's actually part of the hospital. So, right. I'm like, great. Yeah. Can it possibly well, be any crazier? You know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Let's 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 game plan this thing out with with old with old uh, creepy sleepy Uncle Joe. All right, you you were mentioning the Twenty Fifth Amendment and when when they were you know when the election was still well it's still going on but in the early stages when she when she was floating this thing around and it looked like you know when when Pelosi was floating this thing around and it, you know and and we. And it looked like he was on. Uh, Trump was on the way to winning. We all said that, you know, the Twenty Fifth Amendment is not for Trump. It's for Joe Biden. You know. Now, here's the deal uh, with, with the Twenty Fifth Amendment. Now, granted, I know it's a TV show. It was a TV show, The West Wing, and they they did a whole storyline about this. You know, where the the president's daughter had gotten kidnapped and. There's a whole bunch of stuff that went into it, including the fact that his vice president had to resign on the TV show due to a sex scandal. So he, when he took, when that, when uh, Martin Sheen's character took the 25th Amendment, he had no vice president. So what happened was the the Speaker of the House, who happened to be John Goodman, uh, who who's a Republican, but uh, who happened to be John Goodman took over. Now, once he took over, there was no Speaker of the House, so he was going ahead and making plans about setting up another vice, uh, picking another vice president. But that's, that, that would be somewhat of an extreme situation because we all, you know, if this whole thing takes place and if Joe Biden wins, I agree with you, I don't know if he's going to win or not. You know, I seem to believe that Trump will get back in there, but if he so happens to win, he's just a placeholder. It's going to be Kamala Harris, and my thing is, yeah, yeah, we're thinking, well, she's going to try and move up, but I'm thinking Kamala might want to pick her own vice president, you know? No, no, unfortunately, the order of succession is quite clear. If the president is found to be uh, unable to fulfill his uh, role as president of the United States of America, he must uh, either step down or be removed by the process of the 25th Amendment. Okay? Right. Now, the order of succession would be the Speaker of the House, the, uh, the Vice President, then becomes the President Pro Tem. Then the Speaker right. of the House moves up to the position of uh, Vice President Pro Tem. Okay? Once they are sworn in, right. respectively, as the President and Vice President, I think, that, that, I think that's the, the correct process. I haven't looked at it in a long time. But I, I, that, that, I believe, is the, the correct course, okay? Now, here's the, right. the irony in that, Mike. 
Um, the irony in that is we would end up with Kamala Cameltoe Harris for president and Nancy 10,000 martinis a day Pelosi. Now, someone either now the, the the Democrats having control of the Congress would have to either elect a new Speaker of the House or the the minority would would the minority leader would move up. I don't know. I, I'm not sure exactly how that process plays out. I'm pretty sure it's uh, a new Speaker of the House gets uh, voted on. So, and frankly, you know, basically, uh, they would have looking to, at, at a catch twenty-two, though. And plus, uh, that district in Cal in San Francisco would have to have a special election to fill that seat. You know, uh, that that would have uh, to happen well, as well if if Pelosi special, moves up to be. Pelosi's seat. Yeah, that, that's what I'm. That's what I meant by they would have to vote uh, vote vote in a new speaker of the house. Right. It's not. It's well, not a special election. That, that would that, right. That would be no. That would be somebody that would be already there. But I'm talking about for that for that San uh, that seat in San Francisco that her her seat once oh, she moves okay. up. Yeah, would have to have a special election to fill her seat. Yes. Right. But in the interim, they would have they would have to vote for a new Speaker of the House. Right. And would they be dumb enough to vote in uh, AOC? No, no, they would they they wouldn't even go that route because she's still she's still too early in her uh, in her in Career. her position to even consider. Right, and the the and, more um, the more moderate Democrats would be more inclined to put someone in that position that uh, has been there a while. You know, right. that, that's that's pretty much a career politician. Right. Uh, I mean, you you might now, very well like, see. Uh, Go ahead. Someone like. Maxine Waters would be a disaster, of course. Of course she would. And to tell you the truth, I don't think Steny Hoyer wants that hassle. He's the, he's the second in command of uh, the majority whip, I think it's called, of the House of Representatives. I think so. So I don't know if he's going to... He, and he's been there a while, so uh, I don't know if he's particularly going to want that job. Mm. So they're in pretty much yeah, of a pickle. Cause well, I, I, I think it, 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 it would... Steny Hoyer... He might. Uh, he might, if he's if he's even considered for if the if the Democrats uh, nominate him for the position. But 
you know, if not Steny Hoyer, it, it, it would have to be someone who's been in Congress a long time um, to fill the you know, that, that they would they would trust. Okay, no member of the squad has really been there long enough to to even can be considered uh, for the possibility. Right. Right. So it would have to be somebody that's been there a while. I mean, for instance, I give you an example. Uh, now, I don't think I don't think they're even they wouldn't even consider this guy. But this this guy called this is guy Cedric Richmond from Louisiana. That that he's been there almost a decade. All right. So he's been there a while. He's not made any ways about maybe running for something higher in that in a, in the house or whatever. He hadn't decided that he's gonna run for governor down here or or if he's gonna run for Senate down here, which I don't think he can beat either the two guys. Basically he's the o of the of the delegate of the Louisiana delegation in the House. He's the only Democrat uh in the House, in, in Congress. He's the only Democrat. All right. And I don't know. And yeah, he was he was somewhat for yeah, yeah, some of the stuff, including impeachment and stuff like that. So he has no problems with, you know, being liberal, you know, being liberal and being an idiot. So, uh, so I mean, and basically, it doesn't take much. I mean, in terms of in terms of being that for the Democrats, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to be Speaker of the House for the Democrats. I mean, as evidenced by Tim Martini lunch, uh, Pelosi. So, somebody like that who's been there a while who. Hasn't really, you know, you know, hasn't really went against the party, it, 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 you know. Now, uh, I'm we're, we're we're getting into the weeds here. We're getting down the line a little bit because, like we said, I don't, and I guess you're gonna, you can probably agree with me. I don't, I don't particularly think it's gonna come to that because I don't think after all is said, none. I think that uh, Trump is going to be the president again. You know, so, again, we're, we're, we're game planning this out. What would, what would the Democrats do after, you know, Biden gets ousted by the 25th and Kamala Harris, who couldn't beat Biden in her own, in their own, uh, uh, beat Biden out for the nomination for the presidency, you know, anyway... She wasn't popular enough, and then of course, after after they do that with him and put her as the president and you know all that stuff, you know that's like we say this whole thing with this whole thing is somewhere down the line down a rabbit hole because like you know I just I just think after all said nothing we're gonna get a second four years of uh, Trump but that's we gotta see what happens you know. George? Yeah, it, it, right now, it, right now, all the legal challenges are still happening, um, and and ultimately, it, it it could end up in the Supreme Court, okay, um, and the Supreme Court could very well 
uh, find in favor of President Trump uh, in that regard. So I, I, I don't see I don't see uh, them doing anything uh, necessarily um, <clears throat> until all the legal challenges are done, and you know because again that, that's going to take some time. Uh, Gunslinger is on the line with us. Our uh, our representative of the Lone Star State, Gunslinger, you've been listening to some of this conversation. What, what do you think? Well, I I got most of it. I had to make the rounds from the by desk to the bathroom to the kitchen and back to the desk. That took a little while. <laughs> you know, did rounds, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's a, a maid's work is never done. <laughs> you know, but um, well, you know, <clears throat> you're talking about Sleepy Joe. You know, this could be their their snake in the grass. Okay, um, you know, <clears throat> we all know. Well, the ones that are in the know, anyway, <clears throat> that old, old uh, Sleepy Joe, he's not capable mentally of being the president of the United States. Okay. He's uh, he's not there, and I'm not picking on the, the the guy because he's he's an older person. He's just it's, he's just not there. Okay, you can't have that in a leader. You cannot have it. I'm sorry, ain't gonna work. It's just not gonna work. And I don't think Camel Toes, you know, her elevator don't come out of the basement very often. And you know, you damn sure know that Piccolosi's her elevator stays in the sub basement. It never gets out of the sub basement. So you can't. You can't have people like that that are blameless and <clears throat> trying to be the leader of the most powerfulest country in history and on the face of this planet. You can't do it. You're going to have trouble. And I don't mean small trouble. I mean trouble with a capital T, okay? Because one of these fuckers are going to get us into war with somebody, probably North Korea, okay, more than likely, okay? And because I think little little Rocket Boy over there hates the Uncle Uncle Joe. Okay, yeah, I think he hates him. He likes Trump. <laughs> Boy, he likes Trump. So as long as your enemy, potential enemy, likes your leader, you're okay. But when your potential enemy hates your so-called future leader, maybe, then you got trouble. You got serious trouble then. And that's you know everything else that he does. He's just not mentally. Um, capable of performing the duties and physically i mean look at trump he stands up there for 90 minutes at a time going full steam have you seen uh, uncle joe do that once one time have you seen that fucker stand up and go full steam over 90 fucking minutes in front of literally tens of thousands of people i can't remember can you no go ahead well, look at look at the course of the campaign. Okay, now of course, granted, you know, with the pandemic and everything, it, 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 it the campaigning has not been uh, very viable for for either Biden or Trump until you know Trump finally said, you know, enough's enough. I'm going out and I'm going to meet with the people. You know, but. When you've got a guy who uh, does everything from his basement, 
and does everything, you know, and, and, and doesn't answer questions. And even when he does, he, he, he talks like he's, he's got marbles in his mouth kind of attitude. His brain matter doesn't uh, exactly uh, spark on all, on all cylinders. I mean, he's made more gaffes than Carter's got liver pills in a bottle. And, and what really bothers me about this, okay, what really bothers me about this is the fact that because of the mainstream media's propaganda, because they pushed for, for Biden, they, and they kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing, you know, the people that watch those, those foolhardy networks were brainwashed, okay? They're brainwashed idiots. Now, the way I the way I figure it is this: here you have a situation where this is the longest election day in the history of America. Okay, because traditionally election day is one day. It's been dragging on for the last month. Tomorrow will be exactly one month since Election Day, okay? November 3rd to December 3rd. So here here you have the longest Election Day on record, all right? And you've got all these court battles going on. All this election fraud that happened, and even Joe Biden on October 24th, as I played on this broadcast a few nights ago, um, you heard him say how he, they created the the you know the, the, the greatest. Uh, I'm paraphrasing him because I can't remember exact words. Well, actually, I can do one better. Hold on, because. I put that video of what Biden said on Parler, and I even I even put down you know what he said. Okay, because it's up on Rumble, and I shared it on Parler. What Biden said in that video. That fourteen, that thirteen or fourteen second video, we have put together. I think the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud. Easy for me to say. <laughs> and, I didn't know frogs could vote. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Let me try that again from the beginning. <laughs> I'm telling you, folks, <laughs> this, it's, it's, this has been one of those days where you sit there and go, um, okay, tongue blocking eye teeth, can't see what I'm saying. Rewind. Okay. We... <laughs> I tell, I, what do I keep saying, guys? We'll have a little bit of fun along the way. There you go. We, Joe Biden said, 
we have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Now, he said this on October 24th, just a mere nine or ten days before Election Day, which means they, he admitted to conspiring to steal the election by committing voter fraud. Wow. And nobody said shit about it. The president of the United States of America, Donald Trump, posted that, that very video on YouTube, and it's still up there. It's still there. So how can a guy like Biden make an admission just a mere days before the election of putting together the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics and not one fucking person, not even the Department of Justice Attorney General, William Barr, has caught it. That's evidence right there that they were willing to commit and, and did commit voter fraud. So, I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just nitpicking a little here. But, fellas... We're looking at, at a very historic moment in, in our nation's history. We're truly looking at the most historic situation in our, in our lifetime. If Biden is allowed to steal this election, it will be the most corrupt administration since Obama held the presidency hostage. And he's, already, he's, he's still planning on all his administrative uh, cabinet picks and everything. And virtually just about every single person he's chosen served in the corrupt Obama dictatorship. That's why I keep saying it's going to be Obama 2.0. Hmm. Does anyone out there watching and listening to me right now, do you not realize, do you not see the potential for our country being decimated? <clears throat> Wake up, America. The truth shall set you free. And the truth is, Biden admitted to, conspire, to conspiracy to commit voter fraud on October 24th, 2020. I don't know about you guys, but that scares the fuck out of me if this guy actually gets sworn in. You know, you, you know, George... If you remember the story of Babe Ruth and the whole thing about him calling his shot, that's almost mm -hmm. 
That's almost what Biden did there. Ten days before the election, right? Oh, we put together this organization with this voter fraud, the most extensive one in the history. Well, that that should have told people. Now, maybe maybe not enough people saw that little 15-second clip or whatever, but that should have told people what was going to happen. You know, if he's saying that, if he feels confident enough that he's going to say that little 15 second clip, you know, say those words in that little 15 second clip, you know, in the way that he said those words, then that tells you that he felt confident enough that one, it's going to happen, and two, that there's more than a 50% chance that he's going to get away with it. Now, that, that second part, the 50% chance, more than a 50% chance that he's going to get away with it? We'll see. You know, we'll see about that. But that's that's what he was, at the time, that's probably what he was thinking. Oh, I'm more than, a, if we do this thing right, we're not going to get caught and I'm going to be the president. Well, in as much as, you know, they don't invoke the 25th Amendment on me, you know. But that, quick, that's what he was thinking. Go ahead. There's a good picture. There's a good picture of Camel Toe Harris in the FFNO. You'll get a kick out of that one. <laughs> Ooh, you know, I can't. Yeah. Sleepy Joe's running mate. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, Sleepy Joe and all these fucking these people. <laughs> how can anybody with a with a with a, a, a spigeon a pubic hair width of brains in their fucking head be able to vote for this idiot. Both of them, Sleepy Joe and Camel Toe, for that matter. Okay. They're, you, you can clearly see that they're socialists. They're commies. Okay. Because they're, they're one and the same socialism and communism. They go hand in hand. They're the most evil pair a butt buddy is nothing compared to these these this this trio okay i mean butt buddy is a fucking angel okay compared to what this this fucker's going to do okay because we didn't have trump in there before or before um butt buddy was trump has done so much great so much great things in this country where where to start and these two fuckers dumb dipshit, dickhead, and, and cut lips, camel toe, is going to tear it down. You wait and see. If that if they slither, and I don't mean get inaugurated, they slither themselves their, their way into that office. This country is going down the shit tubes, let me tell you. It was already going down the shit tubes with, with Obama. There's no doubt about that. I'm surprised we didn't go to war with somebody. I really fucking am under his ass-kissing ass and and oh, let me let me kiss your ass. We're sorry for World War One. We're sorry for World War Two. We're sorry for uh, uh, dinosaurs farting. Okay. Oh, we're sorry for this. We're sorry for this. <laughs> let me kiss your ass. Okay. Has Trump done that? Has he bowed down and kissed anybody's ass? Fuck no. Not that because I know. He's bro. not a pussy. Not that I know of either. He's not a pussy like fucking Joe Biden is. Okay. Joe Biden will be just another butt, butt, butt buddy kissing little bastard that will bow down to these son of bitches, and we will go back 
to the laughing stock of this world. Go ahead. Did you see the picture? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to I'm going to remind the American people of what we, of what I want to I want the American people to see and hear Biden's words again. This is what the so-called president-elect that was unofficially announced by the mainstream media, where they have no right to make that that determination. This is what Mr. Big Mouth said on October 24th. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Now, answer yourself this question. Answer yourself this question, America. If Joe Biden can say something like that just nine or ten days ahead of an election, and then all of a sudden President Trump is leading, okay, he's leading by, 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 by more votes than cars got litter pills in a bottle. What happened in less than 24 hours' time? He went from up here, from, from, from the nice ceiling to dropping down like a stone. How the fuck did that happen, America? You've got people, whistleblowers, stating under oath that they witnessed things happening that were completely wrong. You've got people with, who signed affidavits. They signed these affidavits knowing that if they lied on, on those affidavits, they are in they can go to jail for perjury okay all of this stuff all the evidence that's come out and this video that that i shared on rumble that the president of the united states of america shared on youtube a mere 13 or 14 seconds long proves beyond a reasonable doubt that there was there was in fact a conspiracy to commit voter fraud ahead of the election. And then, of course, the events of Election Day and the days that followed show election fraud. Look at the timeline of events. President Trump, he's sitting there doing great on Election Day. Okay? You got the you got the you got Joe Biden making that statement on on the 24th of October. Election day comes. Trump's doing great. Then all of a sudden, 24 hours later, he's, his his lead starts to tank. Fox News calls the election call, call, calls it for 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 Joe Biden in Arizona.
None of these outlets were supposed to call it for anybody. The way it works in, in, in the news game is if you're making a prediction or a projection, rather, let me put it in the, in the proper context, if you're saying we project Joe Biden will take Arizona, that's not the same as calling it, okay? You've got employees of the United States Postal Service admitting to seeing things being done with mail-in ballots. You've got a truck driver who said that, remember what he said, you know, his own trailer was, they took his trailer when he went to pick it up. In the days after Election Day, there were people, there were, there were reports of mail-in ballots and absentee ballots being dumped in garbage dumpsters, lakes on the side of the road in ditches. And it was, just, it was found out that many of those votes were for guess who? Donald Trump. So when you look at the timeline of events, the obvious and right there in front of our fucking faces is the voter fraud. Extensive voter fraud. And Bill Barr, you're a fucking moron. Mm-hmm. Now, he said the investigation right. is not over. But he turned around and said that there's none that, 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 that thus far there's no evidence of you know there's no evidence and it doesn't and and it doesn't look like it, it's going to be enough to overturn the election blah 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 you know and all this other shit. Shut the fuck up, Barr. Are you trying to destroy the president of the United States? I mean, I know you got your head. You got you got your you got your hand slapped for going in the cookie jar when you shouldn't have. I know you sat there and and, and got got a dressing down by the president, you know, for the things you did that you, you that you weren't really supposed to do. But he's your boss, you dumbass. Mm-hmm. If he feels you 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 did something. In error, you did something wrong. He's going to call you up on the carpet for it, and he has every right. So all of this stuff, guys, it, it just boggles the fucking mind. Right, it really does. Now, I'm looking at a thesaurus here, uh, and I'm looking at the meanings. Uh, the for widespread. Get this. General, extensive, universal, common, global, wide, worldwide, international, omnipresent, ubiquitous, wholesale. That's a good word. Wholesale vote, voter fraud. Okay, 
all inclusive, all around, across the board, far reaching, predominant, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I mean, those are those are words for those are words for widespread. Which which what does the media say? There's not widespread voter fraud, right? Well, extensive. The most extensive and all-inclusive, or whatever he said, voter fraud organization in the history of politics. Now, that's saying a lot, but I'm going to take him at his word, George. I'm going to take him at his word when he says it's the in the history of politics. Now, I wasn't around in the 1800s, and I wasn't around, you know, in the Middle Ages, and I wasn't around all in the history of the world. I'm sure but Nancy Pelosi was. I'm pretty sure. I mean, she's well preserved. We know that, right? <laughs> Sorry, Mike. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, she's yeah, well preserved. Well, if you drank enough martinis, you would be too. You'd be pickled. <laughs> but it, it, it's 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 the it's the sheer irony of all this. Okay. Now I've been voting for thirty nine years. Hey, yeah, I know it makes me an old fart. But by golly, I know what I'm talking about when I say I go back as far as the days. Uh, I go back to uh, when I was 18, and uh, uh, let me see, that was Carrie Lamont. Well, that was 39 years ago, Sonny, and uh, I'll tell you what, we didn't have this kind of shit back then. The only time we had anything close to it was 20 years ago, uh, back when it was Bush v. Biden. Uh, Bush v. Yeah, I'm going to get it right. Bush v. Bush Gore. Okay, now <laughs> you get it right, George. Excuse me. But now I talk about the, the timeline of events, all the evidence that's been cr- coming out. Well, I've got, a, I've got something here from the Washington Examiner. Check this out, guys. Whistleblowers. Postal Service labeled Trump mail undeliverable. 388,000 ballots backdated disappear. That's what the headline says. Now, check this out. Several whistleblowers on Tuesday cast new uncertainty on the 2020 election process, claiming up to 288,000 ballots disappeared. Another 100,000 were improperly backdated. And mail promoting President Trump was junked, while mail for Joe Biden was delivered. In the most extraordinary report, a U.S. Postal Service contractor said his trailer, full of 144,000 to 288,000 completed mail-in ballots, which he drove between New York and Pennsylvania, disappeared after he delivered it to a Lancaster, Pennsylvania depot. Another claimed that ballots were backdated by postal workers and in 
Traverse City, Michigan, Trump campaign mail was put in bins labeled undeliverable bulk bulk business mail, while the same type of mail for Joe Biden was ordered to be delivered on time. And a third raised new issues about the integrity of Dominion voting machines. The claims were unveiled by the Amistad Project of the Thomas More Society, which has mounted an independent investigation of voting and voter registration in several key battleground states. It recently made headlines by revealing that the FBI has requested the findings of its voter integrity project. After learning that hundreds of thousands of ballots are potentially fraudulent, the FBI has now requested to look at our data. Phil Klein uh, said in a a tweet, the project has uncovered potential flaws and fraud in ballots and voter registration of several states that have certified the election counts in favor of Biden. In today's release, in a press conference, the group said that whistleblowers found that election officials in mostly Democratic areas manipulated ballots and campaign mail, potentially influencing the outcome. The whistleblower accounts released today detail the failure of election officials in blue jurisdictions to maintain ballot chain of custody, allowing for the potential infusion of fraudulent ballots. These accounts include photographs of individuals improperly accessing voting machines and a detailed witness account of the breaking of sealed boxes of ballot jump drives and commingling of those jump drives with others, said the legal outfit. It added the accounts are the accounts also reveal multi-state illegal efforts by United States Postal Service workers to influence the election in at least three of six swing states. Details include potentially hundreds of thousands of completed absentee ballots being transported across three state lines and a trailer filled with ballots disappearing in Pennsylvania. In preparing today's whistleblower accounts, the Amistad Project said Postal subcontractor Jesse Morgan, who you heard on this broadcast recently, on October 21st, moved 144,000 to 288,000 completed mail-in ballots from Bethpage, New York, to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, where his trailer holding the ballots disappears. Postal subcontractor Nathan Pease is told by two separate postal workers on two separate occasions that the United States Postal Service in Wisconsin was gathering over 100,000 ballots in the morning of November 4th to backdate the ballots so that the ballots would be counted even if they arrived after the statutory deadline. Computer expert Gregory Stenstrom, excuse me, Stenstrom of Pennsylvania witnessed a vendor of Dominion machines and local election officials download and update counting 
machines in violation of election system protocol and the commingling of machine jump drives in violation of election protocols and rendering audits impossible without direct forensic access to the machines. Postal workers in Traverse City, Michigan, Coropolis, Pennsylvania, Erie, Pennsylvania, and Elkins Park, Pennsylvania, indicate widespread malfeasance in the Postal Service, including backdating ballots, ordering that Trump mail be interdicted, interdicted to be placed in the undeliverable bulk business mail bin, and emphasizing that Trump mail be delivered on time. Here we go, folks. There's more showing the extensive voter fraud. All those involved in, in, the, in the voter fraud situation should be held to account. They should be incarcerated to the, and charged to the fullest extent of the law. That includes and not limited to Joseph R. Biden. I'm not asking. I'm demanding the Attorney General of the United States, William Barr, do his job and invoke special counsel immediately. The evidence is as plain as the nose on your godforsaken face, you stupid motherfucker. Get off your ass and do your job. Or do you or do you really want Joe Biden to win? by illegal means. Guys, you heard the story. You heard what, what I just read. Uh, Gunslinger, I want to start with you on this. Go ahead. Well, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, everything you said in there was correct. Um, why, is these, why are these people waiting? I mean, you know, you go out there and you get a fucking traffic ticket or no seat belt or something, shit, they'll put you in front of a jury within just a couple of weeks, okay, whether you're guilty or not, because they won't have fucking money. This is, well, it may not be about about money, but it's, again, it is about what the future of this country is going to be all about. So why are they taking, what's holding their hand? Something has got to be holding their hand. Because if, they, if there wasn't nothing holding their hand, they would be balls to the wall and treetop tall, going full blast ahead with this, okay? There's something that we don't know, okay? It's definitely voter fraud, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you, you, can't, you, you don't have to be a rocket fucking scientist to see that there is fraud in this fucking election. There's no fucking doubt. Man, you, if you don't believe that, you you dumber than a goddamn box of rocks. And you need to be going thrown back out in the fucking lake. Okay? It's so it's so simple in, in plain, right on the end of your fucking nose, actually. Okay? You know, take your finger and touch the end of your nose. That's how plain it is. Okay? I don't this is this is this is really weird. I mean they yeah, if these these people should be fucking persons are prosecuted to the full extent of the fucking law. And then some. Okay? 
give him another 20 years for goddamn being a fucking dumbass. I mean, because these people, that they going to have to be dealt with at some point in time. Whether we have to deal with them, you know, it's going to come a time when good men are going to have to do bad things. I, I'd say it, but you see the evidence. The evidence is on the wall. The handwriting is on the wall. Well, Gunslinger, there, there's that old saying. It only takes... It only takes people with bad intentions to do evil deeds. It only takes bad people with 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 bad intentions to do evil deeds. It doesn't get any more evil than than trying to fraudulently steal an election. When men of when men and women of good conscience sit by and do nothing, they are equally as complicit as those who commit the act. Let me say that again, folks, so there's no misunderstanding. When men and women of good conscience sit back and do nothing, they are equally as complicit as those who commit the act. It's not hard to figure that out. Now, I want to get a couple of comments here on this from Cherokee Rose in the uh, watching by way of Periscope.tv. Cherokee Rose said, with all of that and more, how can they say there is no fraud and corruption? Amazing. Uh, I don't know if she was agreeing with me or agreeing with Gunslinger or both of us, but Cherokee Rose said, exactly, something we don't know. And finally, she, agree- she, she, she says, that's right, George. And, and, and you know, it, when, when you stop to think about it, when men and women of good conscience sit idly by and do nothing, they are equally as complicit as those who commit the act. How hard is it to figure that out? But at the same time, when men and women of good conscience stand up to those with evil intentions, the evil can be rousted. Okay? In order to fight the evil, men and women of good conscience need to stand up and be counted. They need to stand up and, and say with a loud voice, excuse me for being graphic, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm going you know, to be graphic on this. They're going to sit there and they're going to pull a stone-cold Steve Austin from the days of, w, of, of when he was in the WWE. Sit there and go, fuck you, evil shitheads. And he'll flip not one, not one middle finger, but both middle fingers. He will flip the bird equally. I'm pretty sure that's what he used to do, the, the owner of the WWE, Vince McMahon. 
fact, I know he did. But let's face the reality. Ooh, excuse me. Uh, the reality is many women of good conscience are stepping up. The people who signed their affidavits, the whistleblowers, they're all coming out left and right. How can you discount eyewitness accounts? How? How can anyone? Well, the mainstream media does it every day because they're in the pocket of the Democratic National Committee. This broadcast was named for three of the things I enjoy, or at least at the time. Using Mozilla's Firefox browser, which, I use, which I'm using now. I used to like Fox News until they turned the corner and went liberal on us. And, of course, being online. Doing all kinds of searches and having fun and stuff like that. So Firefox News Online was born as a result of the three things at the time I enjoyed. Now, somebody just asked me to, just this morning, a friend of mine saw me at, at the uh, imaging center. And he, he knows, he, he checks out the broadcast and archives. And he said, George, you're not considering changing the name of your broadcast, are you? Because of Fox News. I said, hell no. My show has nothing to do with Fox News. Fox News can go fuck itself with no pleasure. He just looked at me, grinned, and said, couldn't agree more. <laughs> now, folks, you can join in the conversation. You can join this discussion at 347 945 5747. So, keep that in mind. All right, guys. Now, you want to hear something really fucked up? Check this out. Joe Biden, according to CNS News, will mandate schools conduct campus climate surveys on, get this, sexual violence and dating violence. Uh Mm-hmm. You heard right. Now check this out. I I thought this was hilarious, given the fact that this is that old sleepy, creepy Joe is... And we saw the evidence for ourselves, many of us, the pictures, the videos, the works, where he was snipping a a child's hair, where he was uh, taking another, a small, a small child's hand and pulling and pulling her hand up to his crotch. And this motherfucker's got the balls to sit there and want to mandate schools conduct campus climate surveys on sexual violence and dating violence? Right. 
Now, Joe Biden's campaign was has published the Biden plan to end violence against women. Bullshit. <laughs> Which says that as President Biden will mandate schools conduct campus climate surveys on sexual and dating violence. Biden will expand requirements for comprehensive sexual assault, stalking and dating violence prevention, education on college campuses, says the plan. Biden will pursue legislation that will require schools to offer and fund peer-facilitated and student-led prevention education in addition to comprehensive data-informed and ongoing prevention education and mandate schools conduct campus climate surveys on sexual violence and dating violence and then develop a plan to address survey findings. The media are hard at work weaving a web of confusion, misinformation, and conspiracy surrounding the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, I'm sorry. That's that's a separate story. My apologies, ladies and gentlemen. I do apologize for that. But there you have it. Old Sleepy Creepy Joe wants to do all this stuff. But yet no one's called him up on the carpet for taking a small child's hand and pulling her hand to his crotch. The way he leaned in and sniffed young teen girl's hair and all this other crap. uh, Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, while I put on my uh, Mr. Rogers impression. Can you say hypocrite? Sure. I know you can. All right, fellas, you heard the story. What do you say? Mike, let's start with you. Hmm. This sounds like uh, Pee Wee Herman word of the day. Hypocrite. (laughs) You know, uh, (laughs) Pee Wee's Playhouse, you know. Uh, yeah, this guy. Yeah, and, and by the way, <laughs> the guy, Wee Herman, he and Joe Biden must be friends in the pedophile circuits. Maybe not, because actually, Pee Wee Herman actually did it, was watching adult adults do their thing in an adult theater, but that's that's neither here nor there, you know. But yeah, this this Joe Biden character. Well, one, he is a pedophile. Two, he does have. Does my question is, does he remember being a pedophile? You know, being that he's being that he has cognitive decline. You know, I mean, I'm not excusing that, but but you know, the guy just is. Is who he is, and and for him to bring be bringing this crap up. And did you say this was going to be put into the high schools? 
you know, this, this, this. No, this, this. Go ahead. This, um, hang on a second. Let me go back to the story here. The, um, the way this is going to, the way this plan is supposed to work, uh, Biden is going to mandate schools. It doesn't specify the schools to, uh, right away, but mandate schools conduct campus climate surveys on sexual violence and dating violence. Okay, and if you go a little further down down in this in, in this uh, article. Um, It, it says that Biden will pursue legislation that will require schools to offer and fund peer-facilitated ad, peer and student-led prevention education in addition to comprehensive data-informed and ongoing prevention education. Now it goes on to say that and mandate schools conduct campus climate surveys on sexual violence and dating violence and then develop a plan to address survey findings. Oh, I skipped the paragraph. Uh, he wants to expand requirements for comprehensive sexual assault, stalking, and dating violence prevention education on college campuses. So oh, okay. my guess is it's not just college campuses he's going to do this with, but also uh, our educational system in general as far as uh, – you know, K through 12. Right. And really, I'm telling you the truth. I don't, why would he need to put it in junior high schools and, and, you know, and elementary schools and stuff like that? Why? Kids aren't really think at kids at that age aren't really thinking about dating. I mean, sure. You, I mean, back in the day, back when, well, I'm not gonna say back when you were you were young, but back before then, you know, you would have these kids that would, you know, dip the, uh, the the little boys would dip the the little girls' hair hair in uh, ink wells and stuff like that, or pull their hair or whatever whatever it was that they did to them to yeah to show they like them. But and would that be considered assault, a sexual assault by a uh, something like that, you know, by 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 this idiot of a president, probably so. Even though it's an innocent thing that the kid would do, you know, that's that's the thing. That's why I say it doesn't need to be. I mean, I, I don't want to see it at all because it's going to cost money. To, that's another thing. It's going to cost money for these schools to implement this stuff, even. If it does go into the high schools, it's going to cost money for these schools to implement this stuff and and keep it implemented. So it's like it's just another way. It's, it all comes down to another way to spend for Democrats to spend other people's money. You know, George. Are, well, isn't that always the way? Democrats just love to waste the taxpayers' money. Look at Trump's first term in office. That's 
clear as glass right there that they love spending taxpayer money on frivolous things. Now, I'm not saying that sexual violence and and dating violence is, is frivolous. Don't misunderstand me, ladies and gentlemen, please. I firmly believe that, that, that more extensive measures need to be taken to protect women from stalking and sexual assault and, all, and, 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 and so forth. I firmly believe that needs to be done. In fact, I want to see it done. I want to see women have, the, you know, have that kind of protection. Because let's face it. If they're not, if, they're, if if we can't protect the the women in our lives with with, with the right kind of uh, education, legis, you know, legislation, if the laws can't be modified that are on the books currently to reflect an ongoing issue of predatory violence toward women, then what are we doing as a as a country? We'd be no better than, than some of the Muslim countries that demonize women, basically, for lack of a better way of putting it. Uh, Gunslinger, this whole thing with the schools and everything, what, what are your thoughts on it? I don't know. That's pretty – I mean, coming from somebody that is a pedophile, you know that. Touching little girls' hair, touching their tits, all this stuff. Uh, I, I don't know. This, this is a this is a this is one fucked up motherfucker. Let me tell you. I'm saying. I, I don't know. You know, it's it's okay for him, but no, not okay for everybody else, huh? Well, that's what a pedophile and a hypocrite is. You know. Uh, in the in the schools, uh, you know, I'm all for education. Yeah, absolutely. But. Him saying that, coming from this person. Now, if it was President Trump saying it, I would say, yeah, he's doing it for a good thing. But because Trump is not hiding that he's a pedophile, uh, Sleepy Joe, Uncle Joe, is hiding the fact. That's why he puts up this stuff. Oh, look what I'm doing for, you know, to educate and uh, for women and all this blah, 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 blah. Get your eyes over there and your eyes away from him. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, it's basically the the Leslie Nielsen line of nothing to see here. Please disperse. Okay. Now Cherokee Rose, my loyal viewer of on Periscope TV slash FFNO, says more indoctrination of our children instead of teaching them the basics. Bingo. You got it. Oh, and before this night is over, before this night is over, it's still early enough to do this. I want to wish Cherokee Rose a very happy birthday. It is her birthday, so I do want to wish her a very happy birthday. Uh, Cherokee Rose, send you a blowing a kiss your way. It didn't want to. It didn't want to leave right away. Don't want to. Don't want you. To, don't want your better half getting mad at me and getting jealous for for doing that. So, well, I'll behave myself. Well, just the, pro- you know, the just, problem with your blown kisses, uh, George, is is the end it comes from. 
And I'm a, and and I'm a nice guy, so I can talk. <laughs> Sometimes you blow kisses from the other end, if you get what I'm saying. <laughs> now, listen. I've already been talking from the wrong end tonight twice. I don't want to do it anymore tonight. Thank you very much. Cherokee goes to the first one. You are very welcome, dear. Uh, listen, the, the bottom line is Joe Biden, you know, Gunslinger, uh, I I I I hear what you're saying when it comes to the difference between one saying it and the other saying it, okay? Because President Trump is not a pedophile, not a visually observed pedophile, because we've seen the evidence with our own eyes when it comes to Joe Biden. So if President Trump were to, were to propose these kind of these kind of moves. Sure, people would be, but there would be a lot of people behind it. But the liberals would be all over it because they would bring back up that uh, Billy Bush video that they tried to use on him during when he was running for uh, office the, fir- the first time around. But Joe Biden, you you saw him physically do these things. So for him to make these kind of proposals and everything else, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's laughable. It truly is laughable. And and not for anything, but I don't I don't trust I don't trust that that I don't trust that son of a bitch as far as I can throw him in and that ain't very far at all. Now, according to One American News Network, Trump is Trump vows to vows to veto the defense bill unless Internet Liability Shield is scrapped. Now, listen to this, gang. President Donald Trump said on Tuesday he would veto the seven hundred and forty billion dollar National Defense Authorization Act unless. It includes a measure eliminating a federal law protecting tech companies such as Facebook and Twitter. If the very dangerous and unfair Section 230 is not completely terminated as part of the National Defense Authorization Act, or NDAA, I will be forced unequivocally veto the bill when sent to the very beautiful Resolute Desk. This is what Trump tweeted late Tuesday. Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act protects tech companies from liability over content posted by users and has been under attack from Trump and Republican lawmakers who have criticized Internet platforms, content moderation decisions, accused them of stifling conservative voices. The Internet Association, which includes Facebook, Amazon.com Inc., Alphabet Inc.'s Google and Twitter, blasted Trump. 
Repealing Section 230 is itself a threat to national security. The law empowers online platforms to remove harmful and dangerous content, including terrorist content and misinformation, the group said. The sweeping NDAA sets policy for the Department of Defense. It has been passed annually for six decades. One of the few major pieces of legislation seen as a must-pass because it governs everything from pay raises for the troops to how many aircraft should be purchased or how best to to compete with rivals like Russia and China. Congressional aides expressed skepticism. Trump would actually veto the legislation. Democrats won't agree to repealing 230 because the 24-year-old law provides a vital protection to social media companies. The aides suggested Trump's threat was part of an effort to force revisions to Section 230 and include them in the defense bill. This year, the Democrat-led House and Republican-controlled Senate passed versions of the bill It is in conference where lawmakers come up with a compromise final version. Trump has pulled back from threats to derail legislation in the past. Early early last year, Trump agreed under mounting pressure to end a 35-day-old partial U.S. government shutdown without getting the $5.7 billion he had demanded from Congress for a border wall handing a political victory to Democrats. Okay, in this, in this article, it, it says that, the, that, that, the, that Section 230 provides a vital protection to social media companies. Well, how about, how about the American people's right to freedom of speech and freedom of the press? It seems to me that they're not too interested in protecting that. The Democrats, that is. Right. All right. Mike, starting with you. Okay, here we go. I'm looking at Section 230 right now. And it says, uh, Civil Liability. Uh, no provider or user of the internet computer services, and they give a whole list of things. And I, I heard this also on um, this particular analysis on on Dan Bongino on his podcast, and it got into the last thing. It goes, you know, obscene, lewd, lascivious, filthy, excessively violent, all that stuff, harassing, or otherwise objectionable. Well, the problem with that is the definition of those two of the, that phrasing that those words of otherwise objectionable. What is it? What what is that? What does that mean? All right. And so, so it it can to, to one person it could be anything that 
you know, anything that says, uh, if I were to go on Twitter and say the, uh, which is true, but they don't, they, they're not going to say it. It's true that the, uh, the election was stolen, you know, that's in their minds, that would be otherwise uh, uh, objectionable and, and be, have a little thing or get me kicked off of Twitter. You see, you see, you see how they do the, how they did this, that the, those two words, otherwise objectionable. What does it mean? You know, what does it mean? Uh, conservative speech could be otherwise and objectionable, right? Being a conservative, spouting conservative things on Twitter could be otherwise objectionable. So uh, if they would, you maybe don't need to get rid of it, but just tweak it a little bit. All right? Getting rid of some of these, uh, getting rid of that that particular thing would maybe help, but we'll see we'll see if if they if they kind of do that or if they get rid of the whole thing all in one shot. George. Well, let me let me let me put this out there, and then I'll get Gunslinger's uh, thoughts on this on this article. The um, Section 230, okay. What 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 they can do? I agree. They 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 could they could make amendments to it and, and modify it. So to not only, you know, so to protect the users as well, because what what the tech companies are doing is they're taking that one part of it in regards to objectionable, and they're painting a broad brush, a very broad brush. So if a cons- as conservatives, if, if we post, like let's say for the sake of discussion, I turn around and I go on Facebook or on Twitter and I post the following statement. In my opinion, President Trump won this election After and because considering Joe Biden's state comment on October twenty fourth, twenty twenty, and I would state I would put in there I would put that comment of Joe Biden's in there. Either Facebook would take it down, tack a label on it, or lock me out of my account altogether. So my conservative opinion would be considered to the tech giants objectionable. While liberal opinions would be permitted because in to the tech giants that's not objectionable. So I firmly believe that a modification of section 230 is in order to protect the user's right to 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 speak to 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 offer their opinions to offer their thoughts on 
a particular on whatever uh, subject is is there. As long as we're not posting stuff that is considered objectionable, because there are children that use Facebook and Twitter, okay? They use these 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 social media outlets. So what happens is, if say for for the sake of argument, somebody goes on Facebook or Twitter and they post something of a of an explicit nature, okay? They post something of of a sexually explicit nature. I could see that that being flagged and taken off. Okay? And potentially locking that account up. But to turn around and say take a a a a, a, a very uh, a very simple comment, like what I just offered. In my opinion, President Trump won the election, and based on Joe Biden's comments of October twenty fourth, twenty twenty, and again putting that comment out there, he has conspired to commit voter fraud days before the election, and the events following election day proved beyond a reasonable doubt that this is a stolen election. If the tech giants deem that kind of a comment objectionable, like I said, my comments could be taken down, flagged, you know, with that label tag, or I could be locked out of my account entirely until I remove the objectionable post, what they deem objectionable. So we, the American people, need some kind of protection of our constitutional rights. Unless a modification like that is made, in a way, I can't, I can't say I blame President Trump for wanting Section 230 pulled, you know, it's it's, it's again, it's plug-pull. Okay? Gunslinger? Well, yeah, I, told, I agree. It's, you know, it, it's, it don't need to be there because these tech giants, Facebook, Facebook, uh, Twitter Squat, and all these other ones, they're just getting too damn big for the britches. Okay? If it contains something of that children shouldn't see, okay, that, that, that's fine. But anything else is fair game. Okay, it's called free speech. Okay, you cannot have a country that picks and chooses what you say. How is that a free country? <laughs> you know, and who are them, or they, or whoever they are, gives, has to say whether you can say that or not? I mean, it's it's free speech. It's it's whether you like it or not, you know. No matter who likes it, this is a this is not fairyland world that we live in. This is not a fantasy world that we live in. Okay, you can step outside your fucking door over there, and the real world is gonna slap you right in the fucking face. Okay, I don't care where who who you are, where you are, or what position in life that you are. It's gonna slap you in the face. Okay. And if you are not mentally 
capable <laughs> of handling that slap in the face, then I'm sorry. You just maybe you need to go back and stick your head back in the sand and maybe it'll, and wish that it all will go away, but it's not going to. Okay, it, it just it's just the way it is. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> go ahead. No, I, 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 you know, you're not. I don't think you're wrong. I, I think you, 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 you said you stated it quite adequately. Um, one of the the stark realities uh, of what we're dealing with in this country is the fact that these tech giants are are entitled to more protection than the American people. What is actually protecting our right to free speech on, on these social media platforms? These social media platforms were founded and created right here in this country. And I've said this before, and, I, and it bears repeating. If they were founded in this country, then they, they then the, the, the law of the land, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, okay, that is what they should be adhering to. The terms of service should never, no pun intended, trump the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. No way should that happen. But Section 32 has been, uh, they, has been interpret, bleh, interpreted by their legal teams in such a way that they're allowed to Put a clamp down, a clamp on on, on on conservative speech. Even the simple, the simplest thing, like a meme. Okay, I saw a meme of Joe. Not a meme. It's 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 actually like a. I think it's like forty five seconds long. And I I did post this. Uh, I shared this uh, particular video meme it's a parody a parody meme of um, <laughs> remember weekend at Bernie's <laughs> well guess what there is a funny anti-Joe Biden video and I, and I posted this on Rumble And uh, you know what? Let me let me pull this up here because he, it, it says anti Joe Biden, but it's just it's just a parody. It's a comedy, okay? Uh, so I'm go, I'm gonna pull this up here and give me a, a moment to uh, try and get try and get this thing to. No, 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 not ready for it yet. See that my my hands my hands are shaking a little bit, so it's kind of it's kind of making it difficult to do this. My right hand's quivering because I'm having trouble with my, with my fingers. Bear with me, folks. Uh, move over. Okay, now do that. 
Come on. Open sesame, you dirty bastard. There we go. Move that over there so I can okay that. Move that back over here so I can do this. Poink. Now, in order to get the audio right, I'm going to sync it from my good computer. Bear with me. This will only take a minute. I hope. fellas think about this if you had to pick if you had to choose between the ability to speak freely as our constitution allows under the first amendment or a tech giant being allowed to to continually have all this corrosive policy that says this is objectionable Conser- you know a conservative comment and they and their and their right to pr- be protected to, to to interpret that objectionable in in relation to the section 230 which would you choose mike uh, I don't know. I, I guess I choose what. Uh, give me your choices again. If you had to choose between your your right to free speech and being able to post your comments as long as they weren't you know of, of an explicit nature or or sexually offensive. You know, just simple conservative chatter, or allowing a tech giant like Facebook or Twitter to continue to have the kind of protection that they they get under Section 230, and interpreting that that thing that's where it says about objectionable, and they they can interpret it any way they like, and say, oh, Mike said this, this, and this, this is objectionable. And all you said, say, was I don't see Joe Biden as the winner of this election. He conspired to commit voter fraud back in October, just days before the election. And they take that post down. Or worse, they block you out of of your account until you agree to remove the post. So which which option would you be most in favor of? I would I would err on the side of free speech. Err on the side of the Constitution. You know, but that's just me. 
George. All right. Gunslinger, how about you? Again, I'm going to have to side on the side of free speech in the Constitution. Okay, because it doesn't matter. If you don't like what you're looking at, change the fucking channel. There's radio stations, there's TV stations, there's Internet stations, there's Internet websites, okay? If you don't like what you're hearing or seeing, is somebody holding a gun to your head that you are being forced to sit there and watch what you don't want to watch? I don't think so. Nobody's holding a gun to my head, okay? <laughs> if they was, it wouldn't be standing very long. <laughs> but that's beside the point. But uh, uh, you see my point. I mean, so, okay? Sticks and stones may hurt my bones, but names will never hurt me, as the old saying goes. <laughs> Go ahead. George? I'll tell you what, either watch it in archives or, you know what, better still, hold on a second, before I actually do this, um, I'm going to post the link to this in the Mixler chat room, all right, for the guys that aren't able to watch it on the video platforms right now. So this is the video in question, okay, and Mike and Gunslinger, you know, you can look at that at your leisure, but I'm going to put this up on the screen for the people watching on the video platforms. I thought it was a hoot. I thought this was hilarious. This is a parody. It's a parody of Weekend at Bernie's. Here we go, folks. All we have to do is get him elected, and then we can do whatever we want. Stop it. This fall, get ready for a presidential candidate unlike any other. I think we're good. Not good. You want to Biden? Hunter, I change them now. Weekend at Biden. How long do we have to keep this up? November 3rd. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's muted, Mike. Do you hear a poop, 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 poop? When he's cutting like that, uh, he mutes his mic. Hello again. <laughs> can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Now we can. Hear you now, yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. I don't know why it's doing that. It's being temperamental, my uh, audio system. But as long as you can hear me, that's that's all that matters. Okay, so. For those of you who saw this on the video platforms, okay, I want you to email me what you thought of it. If you're watching by way of the video platforms right now and you just saw it, I want you to comment on it, okay? 
So for those who watch this in archives, go to just send shoot me an email, comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. Again, that's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. Be sure to put in the December 2nd, 2020 edition of FFNO Weekend at Biden's. Put that in the subject line. So this is why I know what you're commenting on. Or just put in the subject line, Weekend at Biden's. That's even better. Just keep it short and simple. Weekend at Biden's. And let me know what you think. Okay? Firefox News Online wants to know what you think of this, of this parody video. So, again, comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. And I even said when I shared it, because someone else shared it. Uh, this, this was shared by someone else, actually. I thought I, I had it on my uh, Rumble account, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a video on Rumble. Uh, and I, I, the comment I made when posting this, I said, this is one funny video. You have to see it to believe it. Laughing my ass off. So there's that. Now, let me, uh, let me see here. Up. Cherokee Rose got a kick out of it. She put in three laughing emojis. Yes. See, we always find there's always some fun stuff to find when doing this broadcast. There really is. I, I don't know about anybody else, but I, I got a kick out of that video. So weekend at Biden's. God. And 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 the 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 actors that they got to play Joe Biden, and at one point sitting on the on a couch, it looked like his wife. It was a woman that that even though she was wearing a mask, you know, with the hairstyle and everything, resembled kind of resembled his wife Jill. <laughs> or was that his sister? It's hard to say anymore. Who can tell? But uh, I had to throw that out there because I, I figure, why not, you know? Get a little bit of, of fun in there. Um, normally, I do not take block numbers, but let's see what's going on here. Caller, go ahead. I guess not. Bye-bye. Sorry. And that takes care of that. And we lost Mike on the line. No, he left. Oh, he said in the chat room, night. Uh, Oh, well. It figures. Now, 
According to One American News Network, allies of President Trump concerned DOJ will not conduct meaningful investigation into voter fraud. Allies of the president are calling on the Justice Department to set up efforts to investigate election fraud. On Wednesday, Representative Andy Biggs, Republican from Arizona, told One American News that while he's optimistic the Department of Justice will conduct a thorough review, he's still a little cynical. President Trump's campaign continues to maintain that it has evidence of voter fraud in at least six key states, despite recent comments by Attorney General William Barr. We've expected the Durham report... Oh, I'm sorry, I skipped a line here. My apologies. Biggs also noted shortcomings by the Department, by the Justice Department, which have prompted concerns about its ability to fulfill its duty. We've expected the Durham report for a year now, and we never got it, Biggs said. They're not out there really busting things to break this thing down to try to resolve some of these issues. He added that although we're seeing more specific allegations, affidavits, and evidence, there is still no proof that the Attorney General is actively investigating these incidents. Biggs noted, excuse me, Biggs mentioned he hopes the search for evidence of voter fraud continues. He noted that audits would help determine if further remedies are needed. Meanwhile, political consultant Roger Stone also took aim at Barr, calling him part of the deep state. In a video Tuesday, Stone claimed Barr is blocking the nation's two-tiered justice system. This came after Barr's remarks, which claimed the Justice Department found no substantial voter fraud thus far. Stone went on to cite Barr's failure to prosecute former FBI Director James Comey, as well as former Deputy Director Andrew McCabe. Additionally, Stone criticized the ongoing Durham probe by calling it a ploy. Stone said there is overwhelming and compelling evidence of voter fraud in the election despite Barr's claims. Now, there is a video here. Uh, let me uh, bring this up. See if I can pull this, pull this up here a little bit. I believe this is Roger Stone. Um be distorted of course it's going to be because hey. I have a wide view on it hey, hey George uh, hey, have you tried check, hey have you tried checking going into DOS and running check disk and see if that about get rid of that, that noise that that hard drive is doing because when you, when you don't talk it's like boom 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 the, the boom, hard drive boom, is really boom. turning it off right now 
the chili is making a loud noise. I mean, when you when you're when you're not talking, when you're not talking. This thing's coming in clear. It's like drums beating. <laughs> okay. Just okay. Like hang on a second. Let me try. I'm gonna turn my my phantom power and my main power off on the on the um, on the, the the on the the mixing board and see if that corrects it. All right. Did that help? Nope. Still there. I'll have to work on it tomorrow, Gunslinger. There's nothing I can do about it tonight. I mean, I just thought that you might—you didn't know it. I mean, it's, it's when you when you're not talking, that thing is it's like a drum beating. Okay, it's when you're when you're when you're not talking. But I, it, it just started. I haven't heard it. You know, I haven't noticed it the past. You know, prior to I think what did I say something about it last night or something. Or I didn't hear it prior to that. I don't think, but it's still there. <laughs> Well, I don't know what what's going on. Let me try something here. Now I just switched to my handheld microphone. Is it still there? No, it stopped. Okay. I'll have to. Right now uh, you're loud and clear. No external, no, no other noise or nothing. You're loud and clear. Hmm. I'm going to have to do some experimenting tomorrow. So if I'm going to use my handheld microphone, I may as well just move the other microphone out of the way so it's not so that it's not in the way of the camera. Okay, here's what I'm going to... <clears throat> excuse me. Wow, this is really good. I'm having trouble keeping my throat clear. In order to do this, I'm going to have to put my microphone down. So here's this is Roger. What you're about to hear is Roger Stone. Uh, those of you watching on the video platforms, you're seeing him on your screen. You've been seeing him for a few minutes now. So let me see what we can do with this. Can you still hear me? Okay, Gunslinger. Yeah, it's just coming loud and clear. Okay, good. Okay. I just put the microphone down on my on my keyboard tray. All right, so here's here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to uh, I'm going to close these two tabs. Wrong thing. Do this. Hopefully it's there. Oh, would help if I went to the actual page. <laughs> now let's see. Scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down. There it is. Okay. I got to move my microphone. Move the microphone a little bit so I can get to the mouse. All right. Going to sync this up just proper. All right. Here we go. Fine, anybody that's pretty generally or that he suddenly determines that there's 
no evidence whatsoever of voter fraud in the 2020 election, when in fact the level of evidence of voter fraud is both overwhelming and compelling. You may remember that two different Inspector General's reports recommended to Mr. Barr that he prosecute former FBI Director James Comey for crimes far worse than those I was framed for by the Mueller witch hunt, but Mr. Barr determined that he wasn't going to prosecute. And then the very week that I was uh, falsely convicted in Washington, D.C., the prosecutors in my case who worked for Bill Barr announced that no charges would be brought against Andrew McCabe, even though he admitted lying to Congress, pardon me, lying to the FBI, in the midst of a criminal investigation. No, we have a two-tiered justice system, and Bill Barr's job is to block for the deep state, which is why the Durham ploy was quite clever. Mr. Durham has taken three years to produce nothing whatsoever. He has overwhelming evidence of both treason and crime. And now Mr. Durham's job is to bury all of it after the election. Bill Barr, you get what you expected. Okay. So. You heard what Roger Stone said. And he sounds pretty, you know, pretty uh, ticked off. And, you know. I don't think I can blame a man if, you know, if he's been wrongfully, wrongfully con- uh, accused and convicted and all that. But what, what really gets me is here's a guy who um, basically is stating, you know, stating something that's pretty obvious. All right, Gunslinger. What, based on what you've heard, your thoughts? Well, like if I was if I was him, I'd be pretty fucking pissed off too. <laughs> okay, he seems like he's stating the truth about the voter fraud and all this stuff. So, yeah, I mean, if if I was in his shoes, yeah, I'd be pretty upset. I mean, like I said before, the evidence is right there in front of your fucking nose. It's right there on the end of your nose. How much more fucking proof do you want? Okay, the the the, the district attorney or the or the federal district attorney there, general attorney, whatever, is not. It seems like they're dragging their feet. It seems like that they want Joe Biden to win. Okay, because if they didn't, they'd be Johnny on the spot. They'd be right there, boom. They'd be fucking pushing this shit so fucking hard. But yet they seem like they're just. You know, dragging their feet. Kind of strange, don't you think? Hmm. Good. I just uh, put the handheld microphone in, in, in swapped the handheld microphone for the one that, that's normally sitting here. So this way I don't have to hold it all night. But no, I think Roger Stone, you know, made made a made a lot of very uh, good uh, made a lot of very good points in what he said, and and honestly, I can't blame him if he's angry. All right, I can't blame the man for being angry and bitter 
because the Department of Justice did not do its job properly. Everything that happened to, to, damn, everything that happened to him, okay, a lot of folks are saying should not have happened at all. And I agree. I think at, at this at this point, what it comes down to is a question of um, at what point do we say enough is enough? And the attorney general does the job the way it's supposed to be done and not pick and choose his battles. I think Bill Barr has... Uh, I think he's basically doing this because he's had one too many uh, uh, situations with President Trump that have come up of late, especially in the last year or so. And I think he's he's just looking for an easy out, even though it may mean he'll lose his job. Because, you know, damn well, if Biden does get in there and he manages to stay in there long enough to... You know, to replace Barr with with someone more liberal, you know, then it's catch twenty two. The only thing that that saves us is the fact that the Senate is controlled by the by the Republicans, and we have and 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 there's a a conservative majority in the uh, Supreme Court. So I, I think at this point, one can safely say, yes, we've got, a, we've, we've got still a big problem on our hands when it comes to Bill Barr, but we've got an even bigger one with Joe Biden. Go ahead. Well, yeah, you got, you got, you've had twice as problem with uh, Sleepy Joe, Uncle Joe. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you know, you get these people in here, they've said it doesn't pull them. You have no idea what this idiot is, the damage this idiot is going to do to this country. It's going to be mind boggling. And I hate to say it, but that sound is back. Hmm. Go ahead. Well, I think, um, I think the American people. Start are, are slowly realizing, you know, the, the devastation that that a Biden administration might bring. Let me just remind everyone of the simple fact: he was the alleged vice president, okay, the alleged vice president under Obama. Every single person that Biden is picking anticipating that he's going to get in the White House, was part of Obama's clique, his quote-unquote alleged administration. So now you, you have to look at the bigger picture. If Biden is picking all these people like Rahm Emanuel and others to be part of his administration, what's to stop him from picking a new attorney general? Nothing. Not one fucking thing. That's the scary part about this, folks. 
That is really the scary part about all of this. It's going to be Obama 2.0. Now, One American News put out an article in regards to Texas. Governor, <coughs> excuse me, Governor Abbott, private businesses always welcome in Texas. Uh-oh, Governor Abbott's putting out the welcome mat gun. Check this out. Texas Governor Greg Abbott and his state is welcoming all private sector enterprises that move out of Democrat-controlled states. We don't see any change in the approach by these other states. And, to the contrary, the approach of the state of Texas is we partner up with all these businesses, Governor Abbott said. This came after Hewlett-Packard, became the latest company to move its headquarters from California to Texas. Abbott said that the decision tells you a lot about doing business in this country. My goal is to call them, to reach out to them, and explain how I can help. Whereas these other states are looking to use these businesses to tap into them in a leeching type way where they are bleeding them dry of their tax revenue. Abbott added he always talks to business leaders to see how he can help them prosper as opposed to slapping new regulations and restrictions on the private sector. It sounds to me like Governor Abbott's got the right idea. What do you say? Well, the reason that Governor Abbott has the right idea is he's not a fucking Democrat. <laughs> Plain and simple right there. Okay. He wants businesses to come to Texas. That's fine. And any business that wants to leave these fucked up Democratic ru- ruined, or they're really ruined and ruled cities, sure. Okay, that's fine. Uh, just as long as you don't bring your democratic ways into Texas, more than welcome. Besides that, yeah, he's doing. Yeah, he's doing the right thing. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's all about, you know, small businesses. I mean, fuck these big, big tech giants and all these other uh, huge corporations. You know, like Walmart and Amazon and all them other idiots. You need to. You need the small business. You need the mom and pop stores. I mean, that's what really, you know, you get more things done. The atmosphere is more friendlier. I mean, go into Walmart. That fucking place looks like you need a road map. I know this one down here that I go to. You walk into that fucking door, you know, one of the two front doors there, and sheesh, you have to look around like, God damn, give me a road map of this motherfucker. Okay? That's how big it is. I mean... I always rather have the smaller stores. I don't know about you, but the smaller ones are better. They're friendlier. They're you get better things. Good. Oh yeah, no, I, I agree. The, the see, I'd rather do business with the mom and pop stores uh, more often than say uh, 
big chain franchises like Walmart um, whenever possible, because you know you want to you want to you want to make sure that these small mom and pop businesses stay in business, because you know a lot of times they're being pushed out by places like Target, Walmart, and so on. Even with these uh, places like Sam's Club, BJ's Wholesale, uh, small business doesn't stand a very big chance of survival uh, when it comes to, sadly, the big franchise outlets coming into their area. And if they've been, and, and if, if the uh, chain stores have been there a while, and the mom and pop stores are surviving, they're just barely surviving. So. I think what Governor Abbott is, is doing with, uh, there in your state, Gunslinger, is he's, he's making it possible for businesses to make a go of it. Not just the big chain franchise, but the little mom and pops. Um, I know, I, I know from, from growing up you know, in Peekskill, um, we didn't have uh, Walmart we had Caldor, we had Ames, not Ames, uh, we had Caldor, we had Sears, we had uh, Jamesway, where I used, to, I used to work for them at one time. Uh, we had all these big chain department stores. But whenever possible, my mom and dad would go and, you know, shop at some of the smaller stores. Like there was this one place... Uh, Long since uh, gone out of business years and years ago, sadly, uh, it was Jean's Army and Navy. Okay, now Jean's Army and Navy store was the place to go uh, to get really nice shirts, pants. I mean, you got some really great deals in there. And and Jean, the man who owned the store, he was a friend of mine for you know, he's a friend of mine. I'm hoping he's still alive. I don't know if he's passed on or not, but I'm, I'm going to go on the assumption he's still alive, just retired. And, you know, what Gene's Army and Navy did, you know, for its community, he went above and beyond in some cases. Now, like, I'll give you a prime example. I was with my mother. You know, we were going, we were going shopping for school clothes, okay, because Mom wanted me to have something nice to wear to school on the first day. You know, she wanted her son to put his best foot forward and all that stuff. Well, guess what? I put my best foot forward, all right. And I went up <laughs> and I went into jeans and I said, before my mother could say two words, I went, Jean, my mom wants me to look sharp for school on, on Monday. What you got? What do you got that will make me look really good? And he looked at me. He looked at my mother. And he looked back at me, smiled and said, I've got so much here that will make you look really, really good. You'll have to fight the girls off with a yardstick. And, of course, no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not old enough to be dating girls yet at the time, of course. I just looked at him and went, Fighting girls off with a yardstick. And then I looked at my mother and went, Mom! Gene immediately said, Relax, George. When you get older, trust me, you'll, you'll be in even, even nicer stuff 
and then you'll have to fight the girls off with a yardstick. My mother just sat there. Just stood, she just stood there laughing. She just she she couldn't help herself. But that's the kind of thing that, that that's what happened back in the day, back in the seventies. You know, growing up with mom and pop stores like that. You know, um, when you went to the grocery store. Now, for major shopping, you, you, you had, we had the A and P, or we had the Grand Union, or we had Shoprite. We could go to any one of those places for the, you know, for the big shopping times. But if we just needed like a gallon of milk, a loaf of bread, and maybe some cold cuts or what have you, you know, we had the we had the small mom and pop stores, like the one I used to work for. Fred's Westchester Dairy. Uh, now, Mr. Plavik, Fred, the owner of the store, he was cool. And, but he was a stickler for, for, for kids staying in school and, and stuff like that. But when he heard about my situation and why I had to quit, he fully respected my decision and even went so far as to say, well, you're going to learn some stuff here in this store. We're gonna, you're going to learn and you're going to learn well. I'm gonna. I will help teach you. My son-in-law will teach you. My daughter, when she's here, will teach you. My wife, if she's willing to do so, will teach you. We will help you. We're not going to let, let you hang out there to dry. You know. So the mom and pop stores, I firmly believe, are still a vital part of our community. So these big chain stores, while nice, you know, for for the big stuff. We need to we need to show the love to the mom and pop stores, and with this pandemic gunslinger and the, these liberal shitbags locking down their communities and forcing businesses to close, and in some cases permanently, there has to there has to be something that can be done to save them, because these mom and pop stores, you know, they're not big stores like Walmart, Target, and others. They're just, you know, the average John and Jane Q. Publics just trying to make a living and serve the community at large. You know what I mean? So when Governor Abbott, you know, when Governor Abbott said here, <clears throat> speaks volumes of, the, of just how a governor should treat its business community throughout the state. Okay. Treat them with fairness. Treat them, with, you know, with, with with kindness. Show them that you're that you are willing to work with them because you believe in the small the, the small mom and pop stores just as much as you do the big ones. Equal measure. Go ahead. <clears throat> Well, yeah, uh, like I said, you know, he has the right idea, Governor Abbott, and uh, you want to try to support these, you know, mom and pop, you know, stores and everything over the big, the big chain, because um, if you don't, I mean, pretty soon it's going to just be Walmart and you know, where everybody else go, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so you know, it's that's why it's called, you know. Um, this is this is what the country was based on, okay? Uh, capitalism. I mean, even if it's a small business, okay? 
but when these business, when these big ones get too big, I mean, I mean, it's the, the 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 whole thing, the whole idea, just gets flushed down the toilet. <laughs> but, well, I think um, the harsh reality is, you know, and you and you and you pointed it out very clearly, and and, and I and I kind of knew that anyway, but it needed to be said, you know. Governor Abbott's not a Democrat. He's a Republican. You know, this man understands what the people of his state truly need, as opposed to what, say, he might want. Okay? So, at the end of the day, Governor Abbott proves beyond a reasonable doubt that he's got what it takes to be a, to be a good governor, to be a, a good leader, and a man who who will, who will work with the the people of his state. Okay, the business owners, the community at large, the works. Um, but when you've got a governor like I do here in New York, the royal governor of New York, King King Cocksucker. <laughs> You don't know what to expect. He may mandate that everybody wear a mask 24/7 and say that he's flattening the curve and that he's a, that he that he's showing good leadership by mandating that everybody in the state of New York now has to wear a mask all the time even while they're sleeping. If he does that shit I will find a, I will I will rent a, a a U-Haul van and I will get the fuck out of New York. I'll just pack my clothes, pack my computers and leave. And say fuck the rest of the stuff. I'm getting the hell out of here. Because there ain't no fucking way I'm going to I'm going to live in a in a totalitarian regime state. It's getting it's gotten to that point already, but people in this state just don't fucking see it nor understand it. But again, I digress. Biden, uh, not Biden, uh, Cuomo is not business friendly. He's taxing businesses into oblivion. He will not work with businesses. He says he will, but he doesn't. That's the sad reality here, Gunn. The difference between your governor and my governor is your governor, I wish, was my governor. (laughs) I'll tell you that right now. I wish he was my governor. Now, oh, excuses. Well, here's something. I, I, I decided for shits and giggles. Just for shits and giggles, I decided to go to Fox News Channel's website. Just for the hell of it. Uh, not that I really wanted to, but I figured I would.
according to, to, to something from Fox, from Fix News, Uh, I gotta wait for this video to start so I can stop it. Thank you. Now, according to this, longtime confidant says Bill Clinton visited Epstein Epstein's island, likens family's world to a cult. Get a load of this. I'm going to read this article from Fox News just for shits and giggles. A new story is detailing allegedly explosive confrontations and shady activities that took place with former President Bill Clinton and his family, including that he took a 2003 trip to the pedophile island of disgraced billionaire Jeffrey Epstein. Doug Bann who served as Clinton's right-hand man for years after he left the White House, told Vanity Fair the 42nd president visited Little St. James, the Caribbean island where Epstein allegedly trafficked his underage victims. Clinton has denied visiting Epstein's island, and the spokesperson provided the outlet with detailed travelogue entries of the period in question that did not contain a visit. Epstein's death last year sent shockwaves through the media as the convicted pedophile partied with some of the world's most powerful elites. As allegations continued to emerge in the media, a photo surfaced of Clinton apparently receiving a massage from one of Epstein's alleged victims. Band also dished out, dished about other details surrounding Epstein and Clinton's orbit, which he likened to a cult. It's like a cult, that world. It's hard to get yourself out and difficult to see outside of it. And it's even harder to understand that when you're inside, this is what Doug Band said. Excuse me. I couldn't fight that yawn anymore. Sorry, folks. Now, Doug Band, who landed an internship at 22 in Clinton's White House, went on to serve as a gatekeeper and advocate of the former president. Starting in 2001, Band reportedly saw his job as restoring Clinton's scandal-plagued legacy, something he says became increasingly difficult with his wife's presidential run. The legacy piece in Vanity Fair reveals unflattering details about both the Clintons and Doug Band, who is portrayed as a shady self-dealer. After... after starting his corporate advisory firm, Tenio Band, Tenio Band converted donors from the Clinton Foundation, which he was on the board of, into clients. Hmm. 
That reportedly caused a rift with Clinton's daughter, Chelsea, who is painted as having a sibling-type relationship with Band that became hostile after she acquired power in the foundation. Now, according to a Clinton friend cited by Vanity Fair, Chelsea hated Doug because he was like a son to her father. Now, Doug Band alleged that in, 20, that in June of 2011, Chelsea demanded he offer her and her husband, financier Mark Mezvinsky, equity in his new business. Her father, who was present at the meeting, allegedly stood by her as she argued the $2.5 million offer to her father wasn't enough. I thought she was kidding or deeply sick, said Doug Band, who reportedly felt like he was in a shakedown. The magazine reported that a Clinton family spokesperson denied that Chelsea asked for equity. Given the Clinton cartel for its corrupt actions and behaviors and... I'm not even going to. I, I, I'm I, and I'm not even going to. Uh, I'm not even going to venture to guess what else they may they may or may not have done. Okay, and I'm not going to speculate on alleged actions that have not been proven. But let's face the reality: it's been proven that Bill Clinton did, in fact, go to Pedophile Island. The photograph in question. I saw. I saw that photograph. It shows him getting a massage from an underage person. Uh, hello? Guess what? If this guy felt like he was being shaken down, of course he was. Because the Clintons were making him an offer he couldn't refuse. Now, did he actually refuse the offer? Who knows? Gunslinger, you heard it. Now tell me what you think of it. Well, you know, like like we've always said, we know that the fucking Clintons are in uh, ash deep with uh, with uh, the pedophile. Okay, on Pedophile Island, you know that it doesn't take a kid, it doesn't take a rocket scientist not to see the evidence that's in front of your face. You know, you've seen the picture. I've seen the picture. Uh, the the um, the aircraft logs, okay, of them jetting back and forth, okay, multiple times. Though the very own Secret Service agent said, "Well, he told us to stay, you know, stay back, or not even accompanying him." So, how much more fucking proof do you want that these fucking people are sick motherfuckers, okay? So, you know, if a uh, getting a, a massage from an underage person. You know that leads to other things, okay? Man, hint, wink, wink. <laughs> so, and you know what a woman chaser that, you know, Bill Clinton blowjob is. So, what do you expect went on, okay? Well, they sat down and talked about Jane. I don't think so. Well, you know, and, and you made a, you, you made a, a very good point uh, about Clinton being a woman chaser, gunslinger. I mean, the guy literally 
got a blowjob from Monica Lewinsky. He gets a blowjob in the Oval Office of all places. So I wouldn't put it past him to be getting a massage or more from an underage uh, from, an, from someone who's underage. You know, pedophiles, they have their own world. Look at Joe Biden. Okay? How much you want to bet Joe Biden and Bill Clinton are buddy-buddy, chummy-chummy, and probably exchange stories when they sit down all by their lonesomes. I'm willing to bet they do a lot of that. That's just a guess on my part. Now, all I will say for this is, God help this country if Biden actually does get into the Oval Office because uh, we certainly cannot afford to have that kind of crap going on. Now, remember I I brought up about the whistleblowers for the post office and all that stuff. Well, shut off. I hate these auto start videos. They're a pain in the balls. Well, looking at Fox News Channel's uh, take on it, it's basically the same shit. And it's like, big joke, because they're they're trying to put a... uh, they're using uh, some sort of a, a live blog team to to show the timeline. Shit, they drag shit out more than cars got liver pills in a bottle. You know. All right. Did I cover everything? Did I get everything out that I was going to get out? Well. For those of you who are probably wondering, uh, President Trump gave, according to Newsmax, the most important speech and charges uh, and charges the elections rigged. Well, he's been saying that for a long time now. All right. Um, delivering what he called the most important speech of his presidency. President Trump rebuked the quote-unquote rigged election, saying the system was under a coordinated assault and siege. This colossal expansion of mail-in voting opened the floodgates to massive fraud, Trump said in his 
46-minute address Wednesday recorded in the White House diplomatic room. It's a widely known fact that the voting rolls are packed with people who are not lawfully eligible to vote, including those who are deceased, have moved out of their state, and even are non-citizens of our country. Beyond this, the records are riddled with errors, wrong addresses, and many other issues. This is not disputed. It has never been disputed. President Trump makes President Trump making the case for a rigged election stressed many of the following points among several. We have an election we have an election day, but we were told months before the election to expect the ballot counting to take weeks, if not months. There appeared to be an orchestrated effort to anoint a winner, despite votes still being counted. Democrats mailed out tens of millions of ballots, permitting fraud and abuse on a scale never seen before. Bloated voter rolls were used to send out ballots, he further asserted, despite reliance on names of the dead and on voters who had moved out of the specific voting districts. Using the pandemic as a pretext, Democrats and courts overrode constitutional election law, in some cases without the permission of the state legislatures. And there's a lot here that, that, that's written. I'm not going to get into all of it. But suffice to say, um, I'll, I'll put the link in the chat room, Gunslinger, and you might want to take a look at this uh, later. Um, in your spare time, what did, what has President Trump alleged? What has his legal team produced evidence of? What has this broadcast, The Blaze, Newsmax, presented to you? A video, nine to ten days prior to the election, of Joe Biden making a statement that should land him in fucking federal prison. Why is that not happening? Because the liberals have coordinated this effort. It was their last ditch. They knew if they, couldn't, if they didn't steal this election or attempt to, there would be another four years of Trump. And there very well may be another four years of Trump. Because ultimately, this could land in the lap of the Supreme Court. And hopefully it does, and hopefully they do the right thing and overturn the election and put President Trump in for four more years. Gun? Well, yeah, that's where that's where the that's where the ultimate decision is going to have to come from is the Supreme Court. 
like I said, it's the highest court in the land. Where else are you gonna go? <laughs> okay. So but that's what all these God. all these lower cases are being thrown out. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. I can't hear you. Oh, you can't? Okay. Well, that's why all these, these lower courts are throwing out, you know, these cases and everything, which is good. It opens the door up to go all the way up to the Supreme Court. That's where you're going to get your final decision at. Because these lower courts, <laughs> they don't want it. I mean, there's too much of a hot potato. Okay, They say, hey, you guys up there take care of this one. We're just going to sit here and watch. Okay. And that's you know that's what they're gonna that's what they're gonna do. And like I said, now that we have a majority of conservatism in the Supreme Court, you know it's running, it's leaning over to the right now. You know just like uh, with uh, Kavanaugh and all of them and all of them, uh, they're going to be asking yeah. the questions now. Just think about the payday or the payback when Kavanaugh gets asked all the questions now. <laughs> Karma's a bitch, ain't it? Good. Well, Gus, you know, you hit that on the nail. When with the with the uh, court now leaning more conservative than liberal, okay. Um, and it's going to be the the law of the land that prevails, not previous court judges saying, you know, like like these judges who sided uh, in favor of the Democrats. When it wasn't their place to do anything, it's up to the state, the, the state legislatures. Okay, so bottom lining it, it lands in the Supreme Court's lap. It could be a five-four decision. It could be a six-to-three decision. But the law of the land will prevail, and, I, and if the law of the land prevails, President Trump. Prevails. And that's what it comes down to, brother. It comes down to just that simple a situation. Well, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, we are running out of time here on the broadcast. Before Gunslinger blazes a trail, I want to thank Gunslinger, Mike from Louisiana, Cherokee Rose, Gene. Denton County, and of course, all of you watching and listening by archives. The Thursday night edition of Firefox News Online will air at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central, and 7 Pacific Time on the multiple broadcasting platforms used by the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network. For the comments I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. I'm George Sinzer. Remember... Y'all be good, and if you can't be good, be careful. If you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, do not name it after me. That's all I ask. Gunslinger, I'll talk to you on the Thursday night edition, brother. All right. Catch you later. And like the man said, that's all, folks. <laughs>